0: Welcome to My Faculty Podcast at Walden University, created to provide further professional development and conversations relevant to faculty interests. This podcast is brought to you by the Center for Research Quality. This is Lee Stalander. This is the second podcast in a series on mentoring students through the start of their research project. In this session, I'm going to talk to one of my beginning health psychology dissertation students, Kwani about her quantitative secondary data project for her dissertation. Please notice that as we talk, I'll be having her clarify her problem, purpose and her research questions. I will also get her thinking about how she might find a data set and stressing the importance of making sure the variables are available in that data set. Hi, Kwani, Thanks so much for talking to me today. Hi, Dr. Lee. So why don't we start with you telling me about your study, what you're thinking about?
1: Sure. So I did a little digging and I'm thinking that I would like to um just take a, a dive into a concept called physician-patient concordance and how that has an effect, if it does or maybe not have an effect on maternal mortality among black and brown women. Can you
0: clarify what is concordance?
1: So concordance essentially is the concept of a patient and a physician or a patient and a healthcare provider uh, being of either the same gender or the same ethnicity or both the same gender and the same ethnicity. So concordance just basically being um, they're the same. Okay. All right. So. Um, Looking at this idea of um, patient-physician concordance for black and brown uh, women and maternal mortality, I came across an article that talks about infant mortality being decreased when the baby and the physician were of the same ethnicity. Um, And as I read through that article, at the end it kind of said that there was no significant improvement in maternal mortality when the mothers shared the same race as the physician um, based on other research that I've done and other you know information that I have uh, read it did that particular statement did not ring true for me now, of course, that's what they found in their data, but it did not ring true for me as far as other um information that I have come across. So I wanted to dig a little deeper and I looked at the reference that they used for that statement. And that reference came from a different study where there was an analysis analysis of data uh, from adult respondents. They were indicating a usual source of healthcare. So they were going for um, mammograms or they were going for uh prostate exams uh to rule out uh, cancer and things of that nature um so it wasn't really the same audience right so i was thinking well you know understandably that sometimes you can transfer um, one finding to another but um this particular study said that they did not see that having patient physician concordance uh, was beneficial in reducing health disparities, but the the problem was I could not get access to that article, so I don't know what population they used. I also don't know um, exactly which ethnicity and gender combinations they used as well. so that kind of left a lot to you know, the imagination. So then that led me also to go and look for other articles that talked about patient-physician concordance. And I didn't see anything specifically that looked at um, the same parameters for maternal mortality for black and brown women. So that's kind of how I came up with Um, my research question, which was, um, does dual physician-patient concordance have an effect on maternal mortality among black and brown women? And what I mean by dual concordance, obviously is the gender and the ethnicity being the same for the patient and the physician.
0: Okay, I'm writing that down. Okay. Let's back up just a titch here and so how would you lay out
1: the problem what 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 is the problem the problem was that maternal mortality rates have increased in the united states uh they have not decreased despite several national efforts to um reduce maternal mortality rates they have actually gone up is that for everybody or particular races or that is for the united states as a whole okay um, and then also, um, research shows that for black women, the rate the mortality rate is four times higher than for white women. so within that rate increase, you have that individual um, comparison between those two ethnicity group ethnic groups. so that led me to um, to search for where the connection or where the gap may be. And so when I came across this article that showed evidence that there was um, a decrease in infant mortality when it came to newborn physician concordance, in my mind, I said, I wonder if this would be a viable argument to decrease maternal mortality for black women. Okay. And then as I read through, I that's when I saw their statement that said that um they found no significant improvement in maternal mortality uh in in the same study. Okay. Oh, in addition to that, Dr. Lee, um, I also found that there has been a lack of uh, accurate reporting when it comes to morta- uh, maternal mortality in the United States. Um, I found that the pregnancy question was added to standard US death certificates um, just in 2003, and it wasn't widely adopted across the nation, so there are discrepancies in, and inconsistencies in how this data is even reported which makes it, you know, that much more difficult to to really ascertain what um, the rates really are. But even based on the information that we have, you know, we see the the health disparity in the fact that uh, Black women are four times more likely to die within a year of childbirth as compared to white women. Okay. So have you found a data set for this? So I've kind of hypothesized a couple of different areas to look at, and I'm not really sold because I don't know maybe which one is the most effective data set. Uh, The original study that I looked at, they used hospital birth records. So they were able to, um, and this is in Florida, they were able to get, um, obviously, the infant's ethnicity, uh from those birth records and they were able to i'm not sure how they were able to find out um the gender well they didn't do gender they just did ethnicity um i don't know how they were able to find out the ethnicity of the physician um so that's something that it's that has potential but i would have to figure out um exactly which hospital records uh which have that information um and and Initially, going back to my research question, um, I was looking at maybe uh, specific states that have higher um, maternal mortality rates for Black women. So that would also kind of be interesting to look at how those hospital records actually contain, do they contain that information in some states, in all states, So that was one thing I was looking at. You could could contact hospitals and,
0: you know, you'd probably have to chase down the correct person to talk to, but you Mm -hmm. could ask them if they make that available to researchers and what that would take. And they may have like their own IRB, that kind of thing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You might, you know, another place to look at would be the NIH, Mm-hmm. National Institute of Health, they may have um, data sets that might have mm-hmm. that information. That gotcha. might be
1: worth at least asking them. Mm-hmm. And that um, so that was my next um, option. I was looking at maybe PRAMS or BRFSS. Those are both CDC Mm-hmm. data sets um, that typically include that type of information. I don't know if it includes maternal mortality information, but they usually have that um, that pregnancy question and stuff in their, in their surveillance, so. And then also I was thinking maybe looking at uh, death, the actual death certificate. And I don't know if that's protected information, but when I found that they weren't even adding that question to death certificates until 2003, I said, well, maybe that's another area to look at as well.
0: I would think that would be publicly available. You may have to have their names though, which. Oh, that's true. I think you're going to have to do some research. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to talk to people. And, yeah. You know, what's available, what isn't. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, some things, places will let researchers get access to it if it's de-identified, if they take
1: mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah. De-identified. Yeah. But it might be tricky then to get the doctor linked to it.
1: hmm. Yeah, that's true. So wondering if they de-identify the patient info, they probably will also de-identify the physician info. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't necessarily need names. I just need ethnicity yeah. and gender. But it probably isn't
0: listed. I mean, they might mm-hmm. be able to figure out gender
1: by their name, but probably not. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. So yeah. yeah, that's why I was stuck trying to figure out now how exactly what could you- I...
0: You know, what you might be able to do would be if you had it, like, down to a particular geographic area, mm-hmm. and you could make a list of physicians with their gender and their race. You know, you could probably track that down through hospital websites. They usually mm-hmm. have pictures and stuff. At least mm-hmm. you have a rough idea of ethnicity and then give them the list and then they could just look up the doctor and give you that information. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's just an idea, but something to think about.
1: Right. Okay. I got that written down too.
0: Okay. So until we get, until we know what's in the data set you end up with, it's really hard to come up with, you know, firm variables and that kind of
1: thing. Mm-hmm. Well, really, in this case, the only firm thing I need is the physician gender and race, the, you know, the birthing persons, obviously, you know, gender and race um, and whether or not they, uh, you know, met a demise. So it's like I'm not manipulating data, you know, I'm just basically um, going through and connecting those dots mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's what I got so far.
0: Might want to think about if there's other things if it was available that mm-hmm. you could get. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you'll have to, of course, see what's in the data set and what's available. But, I mean, you could maybe get how far along they were in their pregnancy. hmm um, Or if it was, like, post-pregnancy. hmm mm-hmm. um, Infant survival. hmm Can you think of anything else that might be potentially interesting to add in?
1: You know, I I, I maybe the cause, you know, where were there any pre existing conditions?
0: Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause that is always kind of tricky. Um oh age mm-hmm. of the pa- of the patient. Ah oh, yes, age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Maybe
0: if they're married or not, you think that could be a factor? Mm.
1: I guess it could be, or maybe if they have a support system. Yeah, but you're Um, not going to know much beyond if they're married. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah. Because I'm thinking... um, Even though we're looking at, you know, whether or not the, the gender and the ethnicity match with the physician and the outcome. Obviously there are other, you know, extenuating factors, like you say, such as whether or not they're married and I guess more so toward the support system side um, Mm -hmm. because. But yeah, like you said, we may not be able to figure that out because I I do know that research talks about advocacy, patient advocacy, Um, the patient feeling like they can either advocate for themselves or having someone there to advocate for them uh, being a part of, you know, life-saving efforts. Mm -hmm. So,
0: Yeah, good. So it looks like you're kind of heading towards doing some type of regression, depending on what the variables end up looking like in terms Mm -hmm. of, you know, if they're ordinal or whatever. Um, But I would say you're heading in that direction. Okay. Um, Okay. So next steps. Let's think about that. I would say you need to find access to data sets. So I would start that talking process with, you know, if you want to look at hospitals or if you want to maybe look at the national stuff, I mean, potentially you could get large data sets if you could get like the CDC data or or something. Right. But I don't know what's available. You'd have to do some research on that. Okay. Um, And as you're working on it, I would work on filling out that research design alignment table that I sent you that, mm-hmm. you know, just keep in mind that you need to be able to explain all of that stuff before we move forward too far. Okay. I'm sorry. It sounds like you got a good handle on the literature,
1: at least to start with. Right. Right. And that's what I I was keeping an eye on that list as I was going through and making sure I went back and made, you know, trying to make those connections that everything uh, was in alignment. Because I I do tend to (laughs) go all over the place.
0: Oh, sure. We all do. Yeah. Things that look interesting and you go off in the little rabbit hole. Yeah, Right, right. It's so easy to do. Well, great. Well, anything
1: else I can help you with before you go? No, I think I'm good. I just, you know, that finding the data set is probably the the biggest component to moving forward because that will lead mm-hmm. how the analysis is done. Yeah, yeah. And what variables you end up with. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Because it may have to be tweaked if I don't have access to the variables that I would like to. Right. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me today. Absolutely. Thank you. Your wisdom is unparalleled, Dr. Lee. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us today for Research Talk. Our music is by audionautics.com. And I'm Dr. Lee Stoutlander. Today's podcast was sponsored by Walden University's Center for Research Quality.